welcome to NZGG, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, games, and anything else that tickles our nerdy parts. My name is Regan, and with me as always is Tom. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so thanks to everyone who has listened so far. As always, check us out on Twitter at NZGG Podcast, one word, to let us know what you think of the show, or if you have any questions for Tom or myself. Yep. Awesome. Um, we'll go straight into the new, shall we? Yes, So a few things that have been um, waiting for us to talk about. The first one I've got on my list here is the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer. Oh, yes. That was actually a a little while ago, right? Yeah, it came out um, just before the Super Bowl, so maybe like two weeks ago now. Yep. Nice. So it's not exactly most current news in the world, but, you know, still, we're We're, going to have an opinion on it. We're keeping our theme of of (laughs) just doing news. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really mean recent news. Mm. If it was in the news, then we cover it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought it looked pretty good. It did. Yeah. I mean, it's. I was kind of a bit worried, and the only reason I was worried, because the first Ant-Man film was such a cool film with the whole gimmick of being able to shrink and having the power of... Once you're shrunk, you're super strong and stuff. How handy is that, by the way? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That They first come up with that man. He's like, oh, yeah, he shrinks. Wait, but then, wouldn't his strength go lower? Like, no, 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 it's no. the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like someone actually questioned the creators. It's yeah. like, no, it's the opposite? And they're like, oh, great. Oh, cool. And he's like, cool, just yeah. note that down. <laughs> what was the explanation in the film for that? Do you remember? Because there's some reason he's like, oh, uh, yeah, you shrink, but you become super strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, he had to sell it to him, yeah. you know, to, to be like, okay, so we need this guy to be Ant-Man. How am I going to sell it to him? You know, it's like, well, you get real strong. And he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously it features the Wasp as well, who um, we saw a bit of in the first film, but not as the Wasp, as her kind of, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, as Hank Right at the end of the story. film, we see the Wasp costume. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think it's... You know, it, it looks good. It's just another generic trailer. And as you know, I don't really take much away from trailers. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm just worried about the whole shrinking gimmick thing. I feel like... I think I might be getting a bit tired. Yeah. And also, you know, with second films like this, you really got to push the emotional envelope and the story envelope and progress Ant-Man and Wasp. And this film comes after Infinity War as well. Yeah, that's the most interesting thing. Yeah. And not long after it. I think it's July it comes out here in New Zealand. So, I mean, it's pretty close to Infinity War. So that kind of raises a few concerns. I don't really know how it's going to play out, but we'll again, see. we trust Marvel. I right? like the the gimmicky stuff still, so it looked like fun. Yep. It looked like one of the fun Marvel ones. Yeah, precisely, yeah. Um, Han Solo trailer. That obviously came out yep. a, a week or so ago. Um, I was pleasantly surprised, given the delay, and I mean, we already talked about it on the show itself, about how we were a little apprehensive given the delay of the trailer, but it came and the, out... They said the directorial changes, mm. two or three of them... Uh, two, yeah. Two, two. That's, it's, something's going down there, so... Yeah, and we even talked about how um, the um, Enrique Ulrich, or whatever his name is, I don't know, the guy with terrible hair in the trailer, he had Who's to, playing Han Solo. Who is playing Han Solo. Um, apparently he had to have an acting coach on set, but all speculation, obviously. Um, but I think it looks really good. Um, it's a good trailer. It yeah. looks fun. It looks... Um, like a standalone story that could work to me. Yeah. It's only a, a trailer, so who knows? Yeah. But I, I liked it. It looked cool. It had cool, like, unexplored Star Wars things. I mean, the villain, to me, I was like, who is this villain? And also looks super cool. 
and I don't want that mask to come off. I want it to just be the mask. I don't <laughs> yeah. want the mask to come don't off. Don't Kylo Ren that shit. Yeah. Just leave it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was one big thing for me when I saw Kylo Ren in his mask and he kind of had like the Bane kind of sounding voice. I was like, <laughs> oh man, this guy looks awesome. And then he takes it off and he's like a 14 year old. You're like, <laughs> you're like, ooh. <laughs> That's a little disappointing. So really Put it cool back looking. on, baby. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm thinking Amelia Clark, she gives me the cold kind of double agent vibe. Mm. She says to him, you know, like, I'm, I think I know who you really are something like that yeah i'm the only person who knows who you really are exactly yep you nailed it now when, um, when she said that mm. i think she's going to be referring to he's actually a really good person and is a hero deep inside uh, because at the start chestnut. of a new hope yeah. he's a scoundrel and then he leaves when he gets his money yeah but then he comes back and saves the day yeah so that luke can fire the torpedoes yes so i think she is alluding to that she knows that he's a hero but he's acting like he's a scoundrel yeah okay yeah um i mean we'll just have to see how it plays yeah. out again i mean good trailers so far in terms of i get really annoyed at trailers that reveal a lot of the story i mean we spoke about it last week yeah. um so yeah that looks really good yeah as I far mean, as trailers go it didn't reveal too much yeah exactly I'm more excited after watching the movie uh, a, for the movie after watching the trailer it had the very gray kind of rogue one looking color to it as well mm. I'm, I'm i mean i love that look and i also love the really bright vibrant kind of guardians of the galaxy type look as well so it'll be interesting to see how the film actually looks and what the cinematography is like yeah um we touched on this a bit last week but the venom trailer has come out yeah yep. tom hardy yep so i don't really know too much about venom and after this trailer i still don't know a lot about Venom <laughs> because it's one of these trailers where it just looks like they got any other action trailer like if you were to sit someone down right who didn't know that there was a venom movie being made didn't know who tom hardy was and said mm. to them what is this movie about they wouldn't be able to tell you it's a superhero film you know they wouldn't be able to tell you that it's linked to the marvel universe you know was- i don't think it will be for one but well, who knows? Not directly, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know that a lot of people were quite disappointed by the fact that we didn't even get to see any of the the black goo, like even coming up his neck, or you know, like him actually being able to like utilize the black goo. I mean, the only thing we get to see him and doing is screaming in an MRI. It's a teaser. It's a teaser trailer. Yeah, but I, oh, I don't know. I was just quite let down by the fact we didn't get to see anything. But you know, yeah, I'll go see it. But I'm not expecting much. Neither am I. Anyway, um, Kevin, this is like really, really cool. But um, Kevin Feige has come out and said that the Black Panther movie is the best that they have ever made. Wow. And it had has a massive opening weekend and people are lauding it as one of the best marvel films ever made that's cool and and i think i think that was just worth mentioning because you know we obviously did our review in the last podcast and i just felt like it was more of a reflection you know like how you like you have a couple of days after you see the yeah movie. right i appreciated it a lot more i was like wow that was a genuine yeah i film. think what did we we gave it a rating out of 10 i think we both set it at 7.5 yeah i'd probably bump that up one point to so 8. would 5. i i was yeah. thinking the same thing yeah, so, so that's quite interesting. Um, and also, the one thing which um, I, I thought about today, actually, was that we never actually got to see um, the Soul Stone. And a lot of people thought that the Soul Stone was in Wakanda. And I think a few people now are speculating that the Soul Stone is what gave those heart-shaped flowers their power. Because ah. it allows you to go back. Well, not back. It allows you to go to um, the spirit realm to see your ancestors. And so a lot well, of... the Soul Stone does that. 
Well, no, no, those flowers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But people think that the um, soul stone affects those flowers somehow, so that it's definitely in one card. It's pretty solely type of power with the ancestors. That makes sense. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, they never touched on it, but that could be the excuse for one card and Thanos going there. Yep. Yep. That Um, would make sense. Yeah. You'd think they'd do a little bit more of a direct touch on it, but maybe they want to keep it as a bit of a mystery. So I can see why. Yeah, that's right. Um, so moving on, I don't know if you heard about this, but they're going to be doing a new Joker film. No. So DC are completely scrapping the Joker that we got in, in Suicide Squad. Yep. Didn't even see that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to restart. So it's going to be a new Joker, a new world, a new director. It's going to be directed by Todd Phillips, who did all three of the Hangover films. Huh. Don't really know if that's a good pick, but the producer is Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Martin Scorsese is one of the best directors of all time. Um, He's pretty up there. Yeah, and apparently first choice was Leonardo DiCaprio because of the Scorsese connection, obviously. Uh huh. Um, but since then, I think Leonardo DiCaprio has passed on it, and it's um, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay. Is, hasn't been announced yet, but it's, there's a lot of strong rumours. Jack Queen himself. Yeah, and a lot of people have gone crazy on the internet and actually, you know, like, painted over his face and stuff like that. And there's a few images where I've been like, holy shit. Well, he's you know? pretty crazy in real life. <laughs> he <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, you know, like, he kind of already has this kind of... If you've seen, like, you know, Walk the Line, he has this real kind of sinister hunchy he's kind of dark, laugh. Isn't yeah. He's just a dark dude. Yeah, he kind of knows how to go inside of a yeah. character. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be a really good pick. And, you know... Obviously, the concepts that people have, you know, drawn up on the internet and putting paint over them and stuff to make them look like the Joker look amazing. And, mm. of course, he'll look nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> but if he was to look like that, then I'd be fucking woo. Yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Um, Looking forward to that. Yep. So, also, last piece of news today, um, Wise and Beninoff, the writers and producers and directors of some episodes of Game of Thrones, are going to be doing their own series of Star Wars films. Yeah. Now, to be clear about that their own series of star wars film that is separate from the Rian johnson star wars films that is separate from any of the prequels as well this is their own series well there's the what they call the skywalker timeline which mm. is one two three four five six seven eight nine which is Rian johnson's one well no, no actually no no because that one's finishing and then he's doing another trilogy yes. so what God. i was saying is there's the skywalker trilogy the uh-huh. nine yeah there's the Rian johnson one which's coming up which is another trilogy mm-hmm. um there's the now, mm-hmm. or there's the solo films and the well, the solo solo film and Rogue One. Yeah. Um, and now there's the new one. So there's three big timelines for Star Wars. Yeah. Now a lot of people are saying that they're thinking that Wise and Benoff might actually end up doing the Old Republic stuff. That would be cool. Have you played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? No, but I Great have game. seen in a lot of places that it's one of the best games you can play. And in terms of its story, right? Yes. Like it has a very good story. Yep. And it yeah. has this, like, the best twist I've ever experienced. Really? In a Star Wars game. I think I've actually heard that somewhere before, actually, as well, yep. that a lot of people have said that the twist yeah. is, is one of the best parts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's really exciting. Obviously, um, Tom and I are massive fans of Game of Thrones, full stop. Yes. So having those two writing in it will be... Hell yeah. Space pubes. <laughs> um, a lot of people being beheaded by lightsabers. You know, like, it's going to be great. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wookiee versions of uh, Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, cool. I assume that's what the theme will be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. If it's not, I'm walking out. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to what we're watching. Um, ah, yes. I mean, have you watched anything recently? Anything worth note? Um, okay, so I finished the IT crowd. Uh-huh. <laughs> First time I've finished, watched that fully through. Great show. But that's been around for a while, though. Right? I know. It's, yeah, well, yeah. it's very old. Okay. Um, and another one that is uh, old, but I've just been watching because they had it on Netflix in the US while I was there. Yeah. Friends. Only the tenth time I've started watching that. But. Do you know I'm, I don't like Friends? It's, it's not that I don't like Friends. And that's the that end of the podcast. I think we said this last week as yeah. well. So maybe we should just keep going. <laughs> um, and I have one episode left in Black Mirror. Oh, nice. Are you watching Black Mirror? Hell yeah, I'm watching Black Mirror, man. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's also... jam. So that's also one of mine. Um, ah. Accidentally went into Netflix and went to season four, episode one. Oh um, uh, yeah, not realizing, does that. So yeah, so not realizing there was more than one season. I thought it was a new thing. Apparently, it's not. Um, watched that. Was like, what the hell is this? Then realized it's like an anthology of episodes. So you don't actually have to see yeah, the other one. So it's the show that if you start halfway through, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, um, and then went back and watched episode one of season one and episode two. Um, oh, episode one, season one. I just, if I tell people about about Black Mirror, yeah. I say skip the first episode. Really? Yeah. Why? And stop. Because it... Are we going to do spoilers here? Yeah, we'll do spoilers. Spoiler alert for Black Mirror Season 1. The Prime Minister fucks a pig. (laughs) Yeah, but this isn't like... It's too much from like going from zero to... From from no Black Mirror to pig banging. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. Yeah, and and you might think of it as like a joking kind of like pig fucking, but it is so serious and it's... I honestly felt sick. I just sat down to eat tea as well. Oh, like, no, bad idea. Yeah. yeah. And you were eating bacon too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had, I mean, you had a, a, a pork shoulder, bacon. Yeah, pork shoulder, <laughs> bacon with extra bacon juice. You know, some of it got on my hands. Yeah. You know, it was pretty gross. Um, Ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, it's a really good show. But at the same time, like, I feel like. I can't watch too much of it in one go because it oh, is yeah. a bit of a. It messes with you here. Yeah, you, you do two episodes max of Black Mirror yeah. per sitting. Yeah, you don't binge Black Mirror. Yeah, I have watched three episodes of the first season, and the latest one I just watched, where it is um, the premise of it is that um, people have like kind of like these video recording things in their eyes. Oh and, yes, and they can record everything they do and like roll replay back it. on it and replay it. And um, the, has the people, uh, the, the couple, right? Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that, I mean, that was kind of hit and miss with me because, like, I thought that the main guy who was acting in that was pretty atrocious. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, he wasn't a very good actor in, in, in my eyes, so it kind of ruined it for me. Cool premise, but I thought, like, you're a pretty bad actor. That, yeah, that's the one of the ones, though, where that it's so plausible that it's scary yeah it's just so could easily be done well it's like those now people, it's like those google glasses exactly you know they've even had like functioning prototypes of those yeah. so yeah totally plausible i think that's the whole point of black mirror is that it it's is yeah all totally plausible situations yeah. to freak you out yeah so you get freaked out by these things and then it's not like other horror movies or something where you go oh well it's 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 just fancy but yeah <laughs> black mirror is like this stuff could be happening right now. It's funny. The drone be- stuff, like, oh, all that kind of thing. Yeah, and it was funny because I remember actually in, in the Black Panther, there's a scene when they're in South Korea, and I think the Black Panther is actually going to kill um, Claw, 
but um, I think it's um, his, I think the person that he's with at the time, um, Arita, or whatever her name is, I can't quite remember. Um, she says, the world is watching. And there's all those people standing there with their cell phones. Yes. Just reiterates like the whole Black Mirror thing oh, yeah. and just technology these yeah. days, eh? Um, cool. For me, I got around to watching The Disaster Artist, which is, I don't know if you've seen The Room or not. No. Um, one of the, meant to be one of the worst movies of all time kind of thing. It's it's pretty hilarious. Like, it, it doesn't, it was meant to be a serious film, but isn't a serious film and is now kind of like lauded as a comedy, but it's only a comedy because of the atrocious writing and acting. So bad that it's good. One of those? Not even, like, so bad that it's good. So bad that it's almost tolerable, is what I would put it as. Because people kind of watch it for the terrible acting and and that kind of thing. Got it. Um, But James Franco and Dave Franco were in it. And it got some attention for the Oscars and the Emmys. I know that James Franco won Best Actor for Musical or Comedy. And this movie was in in that category for the um, comedy part. Um. But I was like, it was either Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman or um, James Franco for this role. And and I was thinking to myself, so many people were pissed off about Hugh Jackman not getting the, um, the Emmy for it. Mm. And I can totally see why. Because this movie was really, really boring. I saw The Greatest Showman. Yeah. And it's really good. There you go. I loved and, it. And I mean, James Franco does a really good job of, of playing the person that he's playing. But, but I was still just kind of like... This 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 really isn't mm. you know a good film. Like I mean, Tommy Wiseau is like a terrible actor and a terrible writer and a terrible director. Hence why the room <laughs> is so bad. Right. But James Franco playing Tommy, it you just know, kind of felt like t- a rehash of of like a really bad film that didn't need to be remade and was just James Franco kind of just showing his acting chops. Wow. Like waste of time in yeah. my opinion. Waste of time. Yep. Um, but that's me at the moment. I haven't really been, you know, too out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll move on to our um, main part of the podcast. Yeah, boy. We're coming to the end of Marvel's Phase 3. And Tom and I thought that we would do a rundown of our top three Marvel films. Um, we haven't spoken to each other. Uh, we don't know what they are. And that was we'll... just a normal choice. I don't like you. <laughs> oh, this was just, I will only speak to you during podcasts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and we also are going to say name our worst Marvel film so far. Bum, bum, bum. So where do you want to start with? Rundown or worst? Uh, let's do the worst, worst first. Okay, do you want to go first or, or do you want me to go first? I will go first. Go on. So. Tom's worst Marvel film so far is? No. Third worst. <laughs> I'm going to start from the third worst. No, and no. then go no, second no. worst and first worst. No, no. It's just your only one worst film. Oh, I thought we were doing bottom three. Nah. Ugh. Top three. I'm going to tell you my bottom three because I thought about it. Go on. <laughs> I can't believe there's three of them. Third from bottom. Yes. And this was hard because I didn't not like this movie. Okay. But I did this thing where I thought about all the Marvel movies. I've seen all of them. Yes. I was like, what is the most... Uh, sorry, what is the least memorable? Okay. And this was third least memorable for me. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. What? I knew this would get you. Really? Yeah. So, in my thinking about what makes uh, these Marvel movies memorable, mm. apparently, in my mind, the villain is very important. Interesting. Because and you really loved Killmonger and Black Panther, so that's obviously quite strong for yes. you. Yes. Um, so, 
the villain in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Do you even remember what it was? Yeah. It what was, was it? Um, Gormammu. Oh, cool. It was Gormammu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is Gormammu? Gormammu is, um, like, um, they're stealing from the Dark Dimension. Um, uh-huh. Tilda Swinson's character. Uh-huh. They're stealing from the Dark Dimension. Uh-huh. And that is uh-huh. I've forgotten Gormammu's... what you said already. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and Gormammu is, is, is in the dark dimension. He promises eternal life, but he doesn't give eternal life. He just turns up and destroys. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I remember. So that. we're in agreement. <laughs> hey, shit. We're in agreement that you're wrong. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, carry um, on. Yeah, I basically remember the villain is a shadowy mess. And do you remember how he defeats the villain? Yeah, he, he like uses... puts him in a time loop, yep. like a comedic time loop. Gormamu, I've come to negotiate. Uh, no, I've come. It's yet something like that. A terrible way to be uh, to climax the film. No. Yes. No, because like it's a smart way. It's Doctor Strange's way. No, it was yes. just strange. <laughs> okay, you're number two. <laughs> right. Uh, number two was. Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I can... Although in this one, I actually quite enjoyed the villain. It's, um... Ultron. N- no, the actor. What? The actor for Kevin Ultron. Kevin Spacey. It's not Kevin Spacey, you fuck. How much do you want? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, were you going to no, say, no, uh, no. how much do you want to bet? Because no, I'm no. going to put a lot of money on that. Yeah, um, it's, um, the dude David of... Spader. Yeah. Someone Spader. David Spade. It's David... Sp- no, David Spade is the guy <laughs> from the other movies. The short blonde dude with, like, <laughs> like shoulder-length hair. That's David Spade. I had no idea. <laughs> it's... Fuck, I'm going to look it up on IMDb on the podcast. I don't give a shit that this makes bad podcasting. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't make bad podcasting. You look it up. It makes accurate podcasting. It's not Ultron David Spade. voice is... James Spader. Yes. Not Spade. All right, fine. <laughs> well, whatever. Spade or Spades. Who James cares? Spader. He is awesome. So, even though this one had a pretty cool villain... He was mocap as well, you know that? Who? Mocap. He wouldn't... He's not like... He's not a character called mocap. He was in the mocap suit as Ultron. Oh, motion capture. Yeah, yeah. No one knows what mocap means, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for my industry lingo. <laughs> anyway that was a little too niche for me <laughs> um yeah so even though he was quite cool it, it was just a bit of a meh movie for an ensemble cast yes i didn't like quicksilver yeah they didn't do him as cool as scarlet Witch. you know x-men did quicksilver also yeah. that whole thing they should yeah. have just left him out i think um it was days of future past yeah maybe, that that or the one after that yeah that that quicksilver was had his debut in and everyone like lauded his yeah. performance as yeah. the actor and also as the way they did it because yeah. it was quite funny and I think they did Quicksilver after that for Ultron and people were like oh what the hell are they going to do it and then it was alright yeah. it was okay but it just wasn't that sticky for me you didn't um, see that coming yeah um, and okay so now my worst and I've combined them because in my brain they are combined Iron Man 2 and 3 okay Interesting. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you my worst film is Iron Man 2. Ah. And I wanted it to be Iron Man 3 as well, but it had more redeeming qualities than Iron Man 2 had. Interesting. So I rewatched Iron Man 2. I thought to myself, like you with Doctor Strange, I didn't remember anything. (laughs) I was like, I can't even remember who the villain is. And then as it started to go through, the worst intro I've ever seen in my entire life with, with Mickey Rourke. Just kind of like 
talking to his by the way it's spoilers yes. talking to his father that dies and he's just like oh <laughs> and you're like oh this is the intro for the film i thought this was like oh I, I, no I, I actually thought somehow the film had skipped five minutes in i was like <laughs> this isn't an intro and of course he'd just come off doing the wrestler which you know it was like his kind of his comeback film and yeah that's was, right you know lauded for his performance and being amazing and i read today as well you know that bird that's in it he's nope. a parrot nope don't remember it. He's a parrot in the film, right? Okay. Features in a lot of scenes that Mickey Rourke fe- features in himself. Cool. Um, he demanded a pet bird for that film. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I just don't understand what was going on with this film. That's, that's when you go, okay, I'm going to get somebody else. <laughs> and it's actually quite disappointing because John Favreau, who plays Happy... Yep, and is, is also the director of Iron Man. Yes, it was the director of this film as well. Oh. I did um, read and remember hearing at the time that they were saying that he had a certain amount of time, then they actually cut down the time, and and so he was under a bit of pressure to produce this film. But still, like it was, it's it's definitely a, like you know a pothole in Marvel's otherwise fantastically paved road. Agreed. Um, I mean, a few things that kind of annoyed me was Sam Rockwell, who plays Justin Hammer. I know a lot of people think that he's, like, a good villain in the film, but for me, he was just, like, comic relief. You know how how it annoys me that comic relief is so blatantly obvious? Well, for me, that was Sam Rockwell's um, character. Who is he, sorry? Justin Hammer. He's the guy that actually um, breaks Mickey Rourke out of jail. Ah, that's right. To help build him in Iron Man. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So, Whiplash who is Mickey Rourke, yep. turns up at the racetrack with his whiplash suit. Iron Man defeats him. He gets arrested. Justin Hammer breaks him out of jail after, and I'm pretty sure he knows that Whiplash's father worked with Tony Stark's I father do remember that. to That's create why... the arc reactor. Yeah. And so that, in turn, they were like, I need you to create this suit. Can you create? And he's just like, of course I can. Yeah. <laughs> And so he um, helps him build the suit in inverted commas, but doesn't really, and ends up turning on, you know, Justin Hammer and tries smashing Tony Stark. But it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I remember the one redeeming thing about the film was about 45 seconds towards the end, which was when Warhammer and Iron Man fight in that kind of, like, dome against all of the robots that um, Whiplash had created. Yeah. That was super cool. On that, mm. that amalgamated into Iron Man 3 and 2 in my brain because they both had the fighting multiple robots scene in yeah, them. But I and think I, the multiple robots were on Tony Stark's side in Iron Man 3. Huh. Because they were all his Iron Man suits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I get confused between 2 and 3 because they're both bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was a, it was really close. Yeah. But I was like, Iron Man 3 has some better redeeming qualities right. in it. Um, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think also they crammed too much into it. Um, Iron Man was so simple, so easy. It was yeah. just like you had a guy. Well, I mean, everyone knows the Iron Man story. Yeah. But with Iron Man two, they were trying to introduce too much of Civil War into it. You know, they were even you know, I mean, huge foreshadowing in it in terms of give us your suit. Yeah, yeah. That's no, right. I won't give you the suit. And then he kind of realizes like sort of why he should and then he's just down in the dumps the whole film he's so depressed and he's yeah. like 
I don't want to be Iron Man. It just gets <laughs> drunk and it's, it's kind of embarrassing to watch. It's like your drunk mate at a party. You know, yeah. you're just like, ooh, yeah. yeah, you should go home. <laughs> yeah. So that was my worst film. Nice. So I presume you have a top three. I do. Okay, good. Uh, would you like to start with your third? Um, okay, so number three for me is Captain America, the first Avenger. Ooh, okay, cool. Mm. Um, so... Uh, a couple brief reasons why I think this should be in the top three. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite Avenger. Okay. So I wanted one of his films in here. Mm-hmm. Um, critically acclaimed best Captain America is Winter Soldier. Mm. But I like the first one more. Right. So I chucked that in there. Yeah. It's um, it's a really cool origin story. Yeah. It's like the the bullied little dude just is the one who deserves to be a superhero out of everyone except he never gets a chance. He doesn't yeah. he just wants to fight. He wants to help people yeah. and then this guy comes along. You do you remember the scientist in it? Yeah. And he's like it's like a really emotional moment when he's saying, you know, stay good, you know. Like yeah, yeah. doesn't don't let the the new powers go to your head just like yeah. be a good person. I totally like I I remember that being one of the most special scenes in a Marvel film. Yeah. Is when he's talking to him because when he ends up dying it's actually really emotional. It is. And he he does the same pointing at the chest thing. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. It's like <gasps> yeah. good emotion. And it, that's the kind of thing that puts something in the top 3 for me is like if I can feel something watching a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um also it's got my favorite female character in it. Mm-hmm. Peggy Carter. Yeah. She's badass. She's yeah. So cool. I and my, she's one of the ones, you know, she's a female who doesn't have superpowers and she still kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, I think I really enjoy the era as well of being yep. around like World War Two. I think everybody can enjoy a World War Two type-ish film. Exactly. And There's then, something cool about when superheroes are in historical events. Yes. Wonder Woman as well. Was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So World War Captain I America had that. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Um, and um, Red Skull as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's very generic as an um there's like two things that make a good Marvel villain. It's like they're not generic and they're not just I'm evil. Yeah. And then there's the I can relate to them. Yeah. You know? And they're actually actually I guess there's three things for me. The third one is are they genuinely scary? Yeah. Now Red Skull was was pretty black and white lame. Yes. He was just I am a super Nazi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was scary. And it's he Hugo was... Weaving as well. Yeah. So it's good act. It was just acted well. Very good acting. And I always... Because I didn't actually know, I think when I when I first saw it, that it had Hugo Weaving in it. And then when I saw him and, and he was just totally legit, I was like, is that Hugo Weaving? And yep. then I found out afterwards and I was like, wow, that's yeah. awesome. I think he became one of the more memorable... It's, it's like you say, that a supervillain needs two qualities, right? And he doesn't meet those two qualities. Yeah. But the qualities he does meet is just almost over the top. Like, it's too over the top yeah. for you not to like. He nails those ones so well that he's a good Marvel villain. Yeah, totally. Um, awesome. That's awesome. Yep. All right. What's your number three? My number three is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so that was directed by the Russo brothers. Yep. And the Russo brothers are the ones that are directing the Infinity War. Yes. As well. Um, Please about that. Yeah, so obviously within the Infinity War, we get debut baddies with the Winter Soldier, um, mm-hmm. who turns up, Bucky Barnes. Yeah, he's cool. Um, played by Sebastian Stan. And we have S.H.I.E.L.D., and that becomes a massive thing because you actually find out that S.H.I.E.L.D. have been orchestrating all these events throughout history 
you know, to kind of lead it in their shieldish future kind of Quite direction. Quite the MCU twist. Yes. That was and, pretty awesome. Yeah, and they had um, Dr. Zola in there as well. From America, uh, Captain America. One. First Avenger, yeah. Yeah. Um, uploaded his consciousness into a computer so he could still be a baddie in the future. Yes. That is thinking ahead. Um, <laughs> I think for me, the that film really kind of showed a, like a like a way forward for, for for marvel films you you couldn't just be like a generic funny kind of action film you know it was the first properly serious marvel mm. film you know it touched on a lot of political things you know it had you know captain america who was you know torn between serving his country but then torn between doing the right thing a, a lot of you know foreshadowing for civil war as well yeah. and it has some very black mirror-esque stuff and it yeah, actually yeah. speaking of black mirror it was wasn't there like an algorithm for these are the most potential the people who with the most potential to be bad Let's we're gonna shoot, shoot them. them from the sky yeah and massive flying ships yeah yep. yeah so i mean yeah again the whole black mirror thing so it was a very serious film a very real real film yeah and also um the one thing which i really loved because i remember at the time was the action and the fighting became a lot more you know, Captain America in the first Avenger, it was great, but he was like flinging his shield around, doing all this crazy stuff, and mm. you were kind of like, oh, I know he's a super soldier, but this is kind of crazy. But you accept it because it's a comic book movie, yeah. right? Yeah. But with this film, he's real physical. It's like he he, he like he knows how to fight, you know. Mm. Like you got that sense of physicality. You mm. got that sense of super soldier from him. And, of course, Chris Evans is really good. We get to meet Falcon for the first time as well um and yeah at the end of it we get to meet quicksilver and scarlet witch also nice. that's in one of the post-credit sequences wait falcon did you mean the isn't falcon the oh no that's hawkeye hawkeye you think so falcon is the dude with the wings yeah i ah, got it yeah so he's in ah, okay yeah because this is his first first movie yeah the... it was his first movie ah. because captain america is it's at the very start they're doing laps that's right yeah he's and, his mate yeah and um um he finds that he's doing the um pts classes the post-traumatic syndrome for for war veterans post-traumatic stress disorder yeah yeah, yeah that's PTSD, yeah yeah um he's running those classes and, uh, and then right. captain america goes along to one of them because yep. of course he's suffering the same yep. thing right he's cool um Falcon's and, and i good and, character and i think one of my favorite things in in the movie was when falcon brings up so i can't remember exactly what he brings up but he said oh I think it's like a movie or uh, some music or something. And then Captain America goes to write it on his list of stuff to watch and listen to. <laughs> and you see the list and it's got like Star Wars. It's got the Beatles, you know, like all like all this <laughs> stuff on it. And for me, as we say, like you say, Captain America is one of your favorite characters. It brings that sense of realness to this guy and that we kind of can't take him for granted because he is a guy that's struggling. He was from the 40s. He's now being bought out yep. in, you know, our time. It's pretty amazing what he's doing, and yeah. of course he's got to adjust. So yeah. I thought that was a really cool little thing they had in the film. It's a good dynamic. Yep. Your number two. My number two. MCU. Mm-hmm. If I can unlock my phone. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Iron Man. Really? Yep. Number two. So this is an extremely important film for the MCU. Yes. Because it started it. Yeah, yeah. And if that wasn't good, no. there's zero chance more money would have gone into the MCU. They yeah. just, it would have, it just wouldn't have happened. No. All the movie rights with other companies would have stayed with other companies and mm. they would have done all the separate stuff. Yep. And it just, it started so much. Now, 
Robert Downey Jr. This was his comeback film too. Mm-hmm. He was like, what did he do? He, he was like Ali McBeal, and then he went off the rails. <laughs> he, he was Ali McBeal. He was he in Ali McBeal. Oh, I was like, wow. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, he used to be very good at acting. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, no, so it was his comeback film. Yeah, and obviously high on my list. Good villain. Yes, he was a scary ass villain. That yeah. Obadiah Stane guy. Yeah, freaky. Yeah. He was. He wasn't a superhero, but he was really powerful looking dude. Mm. And then of course he gets in the giant Iron Man suit, and it's a really good climax, um, like t- in terms of fight. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really cool film. The the stuff at the start, where he's um, this asshole weapons manufacturer doesn't care about yeah. the lives that he's destroying. Yeah. Gets captured in Afghanistan. Yeah. Has to learn and see firsthand the the what terrible things that his weapons do, and he turns it all around. When I realized what they were doing, I shut it down. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I thought um, it was really real at the time as well, because there was, um, I think around at the time it came out, there was always the overwhelming sense of terrorism. Yeah. You know, and they don't shy away from it. They straight up go into like terrorism stuff. Yeah. And and they had it in there. And I think it was really, really powerful. Um, And yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. He is Iron Man. You know, we've spoken about it before in, yep. in previous podcasts, but he he puts in a shift where no matter what you see him in now, and he's really good in like Sherlock and stuff like that. But you're always just like, "Yep, that's Tony Stark." Yeah, fully. Mm. He nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And he's been the backbone. Yeah, of the whole MCU. Yeah, and I mean, far out, man. I mean, how many films has he been in now for for Iron Man? It's like all he has to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I love that film as well. Yeah. Um, my number two is The Avengers. Ah, the first one? Yes, the yep. first one. So directed by Josh Whedon. Um, for me, I went and saw this film at midnight, and I remember it being so, so good. There was so much anticipation for it, because you'd had all of these films and all of these characters had debuted. But really, can you think of another film where they've taken so many iconic characters from very good opening films and no. put them together no there is none and 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 be so successful no yeah the, the, the mcu was the first to do it well yeah well i think they were the first to really try it and yeah. they nailed it yeah. you only have to go look at justice league to see how hard it is to do that yes totally because... <laughs> totally agree i 100 agree or even the yeah age of ultron just this didn't quite nail it but the first avengers yeah nailed it it was amazing it had a great dynamic they weren't quite the avengers yet they were you know each their own kind of character you know they each had their own kind of you know like like the way they did things basically you know thor was totally different to iron man and then yeah. captain america and you know iron man clash yeah. you know like it's great um, they managed they managed to fit all that in the the differences and how they over overcome those differences yeah and they also had the avengers verse the yeah. enemy like loki and stuff yeah that they got it all into one film which was so it's just such a mission mm. but they did it well yeah i think they did really well in terms of the villain like cause there's kind of two villains in the film you have the jatari yeah um who are kind of like loki's army if you will and then loki himself and yeah. of course loki tom hiddleston is just so good yeah 
as as, as Loki and um you know I put it down here as one of my favorite parts is the conversation that Loki has with Black Widow you oh, know, yeah. when he's in the cell sinister um, stuff yeah and you know he goes on to kind of like question Black Widow and then he just completely turns you know becomes this menacing guy you know says about how he's going to get Hawkeye to kill her slowly and you know all this stuff yeah and you and like I remember that being really really powerful scene and so he was such a good villain in it for me yeah. and of course there was the emotional connection between him and Thor as well yep. um, we also get a debut from the Hulk so they had the previous mm-hmm. Hulk movies the Incredible Hulk Edwin Norton yeah but they completely rehashed it for this one and yep. we got Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. The storyline still carried on. So yes. it's still that Edward Norton Hulk storyline, but yeah. it changed to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, because you actually see some footage from the Incredible Hulk I yes. think, on Tony Stark's screen as well when he's analyzing all of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, Colson turns up to his apartment. Yeah. They're um, just watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking um, the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I remember the Hulk's debut being really, really good as well. Um, he was. I mean, Bruce Banner himself, I I really loved the kind of like he was trying to hide and he kind of had these raggy type clothes on and he was really kind of like inward and kind of shy and you were like, wow. And then you learn that the whole time that he's just always angry and that he can just call upon the Hulk whenever he wants, basically, unless, of course, he gets blown up in a laboratory and then ends up like wrecking in an entire floating ship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that was a really, really good film. Um, Also, can I say, yes, I love Phil Coulson. He he was like the the, the tie for all those phase one things. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. because this was the first time this whole like, all these movies are connected thing was happening. It was so cool. A lot of it was in post-credit scenes, but Phil Coulson popping up, you're like, oh man, there's a big connection here and it's going to come to a head in the Avengers. Um, Iron Man 2 actually was the first film to have a post-credit scene that was looking into the future. Yeah. So Iron Man 2's post-credit was that he, um, Coulson turns up in the desert and he's like, sir, we found it. It's the hammer. And it's the force hammer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my number two, The Avengers. All right, I'm up to number one now, right? Yes, you are. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. Nice. Yeah. Nice, good choice. I lo- uh, so, pretty well established that the MCU is a amazing franchise mm-hmm. when this came out. Yeah. So, and but but all this stuff was, was on Earth, mm-hmm. and it was kind of familiar. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy had a task... To bring the MCU to space, yeah. basically. Into which, an infinite universe. And not screw it up. Yeah. And not make it, it all seem like irrelevant on Earth or goofy out in space. Yeah. And they, oh, they just did such a good job. Yeah. So obviously they start on um, planet Earth yeah. at the start. It's Peter Quill. Yeah. It's a, it's a good way to tie it in. Yeah. Because you're thinking, oh, okay. I know where I am. There's still Earth involved. But yeah. then the rest of the movie is all in space. I think the one really good thing about it is that it's all shot, you know, in space and in these places you would obviously never be able to associate with. That's the entire point. Yeah. But they still manage to keep it grounded. Yeah. And they still keep it that you can relate to stuff that's happening within the yeah. film itself, even though it's in space and it's yeah. got aliens and stuff. Yeah. And not just through Star-Lord, who's from Earth. You know, for, for each of the characters. I mean, Rocket Raccoon. I mean, everyone can relate with, you know, Rocket Raccoon and some of the stuff that he does. You know, yeah. like, I think they did a... Being a raccoon. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I can often, relate to that. Yeah. Can you, like, name me the last time 
that you had went into somebody's house and went through their trash? Absolutely. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did it through yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've I, got a lot of questions to ask, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I swear it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Really good film. Yeah. I think um, Jason Gunn. <laughs> yeah. did a really good job of directing it's someone that. gun uh james gun james gun for those who don't know jason gun is like a tv personality in new zealand for a kids tv show <laughs> yeah um no james gun did a really good job i think he had like a monumental task of bringing yeah. a tree and a raccoon to the big screen and making That's them the relatable thing. that could have been such a stupid movie if it had been done wrong yeah and the fact that he nailed groot yes yeah. it's, it's you know, it's like, oh yeah, we got Vin Diesel's gonna be a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking, what? And, and he <laughs> only no says three words. Yeah. The entire time, I own group. Yeah. And the way he says it is the way that you communicate. Yeah. But he does it through Rocket. I mean, it was so good. And Peter Quill, um, Chris, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is fucking awesome. He's so good, man. Yeah. He, he he has to be one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And yeah. we got another sweet female like superhero with Gamora. Yeah. And Nebula's cool as well. Yeah, and of course she becomes more of a superhero-ish you yes. know, within the second movie, yeah. Volume 2. Which also I liked a lot. Yeah, and I think this was really good as well because it kind of um, it, it made that the the threats that were in the Marvel Universe weren't just going to come from Earth. Yeah. You know, they were going to come from elsewhere. They were going to come from space, you know, yeah. as well. It really just upped the scale of the MCU. Yeah. And would yep. have been so easy to screw up. Yeah. But no, they, they nailed, nailed it. it. Yep. Nailed it. Awesome. Right, um, your number one? My number one is Captain America Civil War. Hey, there it is. I mean, it may as well be another Avengers film with the cast that were in it. I mean, you've got Vision, for one, um, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Ant-Man, Winter Soldier, War Machine, um, and Spider-Man. Yes. I mean, oh, Black Panther and Everett Ross. Yeah. All of these people in one film. Did you say Ant-Man too? Because he was yeah. in it. Yep, Ant-Man, yeah. yep, yep. All of these people feature in this film, right? And this is, again, directed by the Russo brothers, did Winter Soldier, have done this film, and now they're doing Infinity War. Yes. Which is, you know, far out, man. We're in good hands. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's just it, it just showed me what Marvel can do. That you can have a, like a Captain America type movie. Like, it's, it's labeled Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Mm. And not... Civil um, War. Civil War. Yeah. But you're able to have this huge cast of people and still be able to, you know, keep keep this amazing story going. It doesn't get, like, bogged down and trying to cover everybody. It's just yeah. they did it so, so well. And um, very unusual. Maybe you've got this in your point, but a very unusual villain set up here. Yeah, yeah. Because it completely broke the mold. Yeah, so Daniel Brawl plays Zemo. Yeah. Um, and Zemo is out for... Revenge for what happened in um, Sokovia. Sokovia. Yeah. Yeah. So his family ends up dying and his unique way of getting the um, Avengers to, to break up and to bring turmoil within the ranks is to um, reveal, you know, long game, is to reveal um, that the Winter Soldier ended up killing Iron Man's um, yeah. parents. He killed Howard Stark and yeah. his wife. Yeah. Um, so, and... I mean, he's not, like, the most villainous character in the entire world. And, you know, anyone could actually say that the um, bad guy in the film is Thaddeus Ross, the person who's actually forcing the accords on the superheroes as well. You could say he's a baddie as well. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think they did a really good job with kind of, you know, 
keeping that the the villains were kind of like well it depends what way you look at it are yeah. you pro-registration the villain's captain america yeah are you anti-registration the villain is iron man yeah you know so i think they did a really good job of that and the dynamic between iron man and captain america yep. was really really good yeah think about this they <laughs> they came up with a great way like a, a believable way to make these two factions fight yes if you want to see two traditionally good heroes fighting with complete bullshit reasons watch batman versus superman (laughs) (laughs) yeah they that did not work and that is another reason why the civil war was done so well you Mm -hmm. can believe that iron man has valid reasons for attacking captain america and that side of it like there's a war going on between these two factions and it's believable yeah as opposed to batman versus superman and that final fight scene as well yeah um between captain america and iron man i know some of the shots that they did in that are actually directly from the comic itself and um i've actually started reading the comic um civil war nice yeah i i, I finished, nerd <laughs> nerd i finished the very first part of it actually and it is i mean it's quite different from the film but the one thing which i took away from it was that it's amazing how much they the spirit they were able to get from the comic book itself and actually pull it into this film nice. you know there's a lot of different things that happen you know for instance they have a lot of uh marvel villains like um jack o'lantern and jester and stuff like that and they actually get employed by um iron man and 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 shield to actually go out and hunt down captain america and 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 everybody else interesting yeah um there's a lot of different stuff that happens i mean maybe it'll be a topic for like a different podcast the differences um a nerd podcast which which i will not be a part of no you won't because you won't understand i'll just talk to myself right (laughs) yeah um so yeah that's my number one film i think it nice i think it really i mean it's just for, for me it was really hard to de- to define my top three oh. i i had on the list guardians of the galaxy i had on the list dr strange <laughs> um you know there were just so many good films as well i mean ford ragnarok as yeah. well like i yeah, me really too. enjoyed I that up. film i mean even like black panther you know it certainly goes up there i would say that's my number four yeah because, yeah because you know great villain just uh, we talked about that last time it was good yeah yeah but no it was really good um so i think that's about it for us today yeah thank you so much for listening again as always if you want to send us a tweet or get in touch go to at nzgg podcast and hit us up flick us a message but as always my name is regan and i am named tom (laughs) goodbye goodbye for can actually understand what we say <laughs> yeah yeah so if this is a if you struggle, can understand us requesting you to rate us please rate us yeah please rate us and subscribe i did yeah. it slowly they'll understand well done um and you can get in touch with us on twitter at nzgg podcast you can also um, email us if you want nzgg podcast at gmail.com again let us know what your favorite crap movie is that nobody else likes and yeah that'd be awesome so it's goodbye from me regan Peace. See you later. Bye.